Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Well, good morning. I'm Pastor Lydia. Um, We're again continuing our series on prayer, the basics. Last week we talked about, can you hear me with this or should I angle it up, Mitch? Is this okay this way? It's okay? Okay. Uh, Last week we talked about prayer and uh, what it's about and how it's mentioned 530 times in the Bible and that is just communication with God. And, um, you know, that's how we build our relationship, just communicating with God. And that's, you know what, that's really what he created us all for, was to have somebody to communicate with. So when we think about it that way, it's a little easier to say, God, good morning. This is what I'm going through. I praise your name. Thank you that I'm going to be able to accept and take in and absorb everything you have for me today. Uh, And just, it makes you rethink your words before you say them. (laughs) Prayer makes you do that. And that's also why we need to um, be praying in our heavenly language because it's the perfect prayer. Sometimes we just absolutely don't know what to say uh, and and people get stumped like that and go, God, help, you know, but we we need to tell them a little bit more than that. Even though he knows what's happening, but he loves for us to just communicate with him and have that um, channel open. And Psalm, uh, it's a two-way channel. It's all relationships with God, no matter what it is. Uh, It's where the goodness flows from God down to us. And eventually, we give it out to other people. So when we get all that love, get all that communication going, it's easier for us to communicate with others. Amen. Uh, we want to come before God, and actually, when we pray, when we pray, we just we um, uh, how do I say it? But we get a chance to realize who we are, and we can come boldly into the throne room. Sometimes we think we're just praying where we are, and that's just where we are. But no, we're entering into the spiritual realm, and we get to come boldly into His throne throne room. And, you know, just thank him, praise him, glorify him, and then say, God, you know what it is that I need, but I'm going to tell you item by item. (laughs) And sometimes that's what we need to do just so we know that he knows what we need. Because sometimes we think God's up there, there's so many people, you know, he really doesn't know. But he does. He knows your voice. He knows what you look like. He knows your name. He knows exactly who you are. But he wants to hear us communicating with him so he can say, yes, now my family is getting complete. And you know what? And That's how we bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. So when Jesus does come back, he's coming home. And, you know, and he created this place for us, but also for him to come and communicate with us on our level. Because his ways are way higher than our ways. And sometimes it's like, God, we just don't know how you do it. We're just going to believe that what you said you were going to do, that you're going to do. Amen. Prayer opens the door and the pathway for, uh, for God to hear and speak to us. And he's always speaking to us. 
sometimes we're just not plugged in spiritually to be able to hear what he's saying. So that's part of you know communication. When we do that, he hears us and he's talking to us, but it gets us, gives us a chance to slow down and say, okay, God, I, I'm just going to try to enter into your presence the, the best way that I know how. And you know what? And he'll meet you where you are, and that way you'll be able to hear his voice. And, of course, it sounds like us, but I think I told that um, story before, or maybe I told it last week, that, you know, Scott, I was arguing with Scott, and I was mad and going to work, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm complaining, and then I hear this voice, but it sounded like me, but it said, if you would just keep your mouth shut, there would be no argument. Well, I wouldn't tell myself that, so of course it's God, because the devil won't even tell you that. So, so I'm like, thank you so much, God, because... And at times like that, you can hear him. He's always talking. It's just what place we're at. And just remember, he's going to check you, but the devil's not. So when you hear that in your spirit, you know, okay, that's God talking to me. The Holy Spirit's bringing to my mind what I already know, you know, because the devil's not going to do it. He goes, yeah, you know, you need to go back and tell him this. (laughs) Yeah, because he likes confusion. He likes, you know, arguments. And sometimes it's with the smallest thing that will start an argument. And it's just like, why am I even doing that? <laughs> and God will tell you. Believe me, he'll tell you. <laughs> Psalm 5.3 says, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my knees before you and wait in expectation for you to speak to my heart. And sometimes we ramble, sometimes we go on and on and on and not give God a chance to (laughs) get a word in edgewise. But you know what? Sometimes we have to take a breath, and then he'll drop it in there so so we can actually hear him. And, you know, and he speaks directly to us. And you think about it, and we read the stories where he spoke to Abraham, he spoke to uh, Adam and Eve, and it's like, God, if we could only hear you like you spoke to them. Well, he's still talking. (laughs) We're just not plugged in enough like they were to hear him. So that's when prayer comes in. It's our opportunity to ask for instruction, to get solutions, and assurance that we can live this life the way he intended it for us to live. And he wanted us to have a prosperous life, a good life, and a healthy life. Amen. Uh, It assures us that he's superior over everything. There is nothing too big for God. We might think, oh, man, I can't ask him for something like that because it's like way over the top. Well, it's way over the top for us, (laughs) but it's not for God. So we need to go past our, our earthly or our human thinking and say, God, however you can do it, however you can do it, make a way in my life so that I know that you hear me And your word says, when I pray and believe, that I shall have what I pray for. But the whole key there is actually believing what you're asking for and coming to God, you know, like like a little kid. God, I need you. And and be able to give up what your control. (laughs) We all like to be in control. (laughs) But sometimes we just need to give it up and say, God, I've tried everything. Like Donnie McClurkin said, when you've done all to stand, just stand. <laughs> so don't give up whatever you're asking for, whatever you need. Don't give up asking God for. Remind him, God, yesterday <laughs> or 30 minutes ago, 
I brought in my petition to you. I was asking for, you know, such a thing. And I'm just reminding you of your promise because he's faithful. He is faithful. He, he knows his promises, but he likes to hear us say it so he knows we get it. <laughs> we get it. Uh, and there's nothing God can't do. Um, that's the big question. Can God really hear us? Absolutely. And especially for us praying in our heavenly language. Yesterday during corporate prayer, uh, somebody came in and she said, I've been waiting. You know, people have prayed for me. You know, she said, because I was talking about it. And we said, well, let's all pray in our heavenly language right now before we get started. And she's like, I don't have it. I said, well, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Your heavenly language is a gift. You just have to accept the gift. So we started praying. I said, well, you need to just sit right here. <laughs> I said, this is my most favorite thing to do. And um, I said, you know, we're just going to pray. I said, and you know what? Sometimes all it takes is for you to open up your mind. And I, and I knew she was a thinker. I said, just don't think. She said, how did you know that? I said, because I was a thinker. So I know. <laughs> I know how that is. I like, I could be saying anything. And the devil's going to tell you that you really don't know. You don't know what you're doing. And he comes at you like that. And it's like, just close your eyes and just open your heart and your ears. Uh, and we all started praying. And, uh, and we didn't speak in And don't speak in English because we started and I could see her. Thank you, God. I said, no, no speaking English. Because <laughs> once you start that, you keep going. You know, God, I really want it. No, no, no. We're not begging. It's a gift. So he said we can have it, so we have it. So we just started praying, and, uh, and I could hear her. Her language just came, and, and then she got so excited, and she got really loud. <laughs> and I was like, yay, because God is so good. And you know what? And that's the perfect prayer. We don't even have to worry about what we need, because when we pray in our heavenly language, it's the perfect prayer. You know, because it's from the Holy Spirit. He knows what God wants. He knows God's will for us. He goes up, gets the answer for what we have, and brings it back. But God, I tell you, when you pray in your heavenly language, you just get energized, which is what it says. It edifies your spirit. Amen. Uh, We need to start the communications. It's not a scary thing. And it's the only thing the devil is really afraid of. When we know how to pray... He's terrified. He's terrified because then he knows we know what he sounds like. We know what God sounds like. And we know God, he knows God answers our prayers. Opening up the channels of communications leads us to the next phase, which is connection. Once we started communicating with God, we have a connection. So it, it connects us right to God. We can go to the throne room. God, I am so connected to you. You just automatically start, you know. Thanking God. God, thank you so much that you hear my prayers. And sometimes he does the little things. There's a song I was listening to um, by Maverick City, Million Miracles. You know, and he does it all the time. And we just skip over him or we forget that that was even a miracle. Say, man, I had luck that time. No, that was a miracle. (laughs) Because there is no luck. (laughs) It's either God's helping you through it or he's not. Amen. Uh, one of his promises is in Joel 2.32, and it says, It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord 
shall be delivered. Not saved, delivered. So, and that's, that's a big one because some people think, oh man, I got this going on, I got this going on. No, when we open up our mouths and pray to Almighty God, he will deliver us out of whatever is going on. Amen? Delivered by whatever is happening in our lives at that moment because sometimes we can get overwhelmed. And then we really can't think. It's like panic. When you get overwhelmed, you start to panic and you can't think. Because <laughs> when you panic, you can't think. That's why so many people drown, because they start to panic, and then they can't think, just put your feet down, or, you know, move your hands. <laughs> they can't think of all that, and you think, man, that's so simple. But it's not when you are confused and panic sets in, and you just go, man, <laughs> I just don't know, heavenly language, and that'll calm you right down, get your mind right so you hear from God, amen? And, that, and those things that we get delivered from is sickness, stress, financial lack, indecision, and it can go on and on. But, and we just sealed all that with our Freedom Weekend that we had a, few, a couple weeks ago. We took care of all that. We bound all of that. People were free from the indecision. People were free from depression. People were just free from confusion and chaos because that's the enemy. God is not, not any of those things. And that's the enemy. And sometimes we carry it around like a backpack. <laughs> and when he comes and tells us, you don't have to carry that. Jesus carried that. And we need to remember what Jesus did for us. He died so we didn't have to carry any of that stuff. He took it all. And we, a lot of times during life, we forget what he's really done for us. And, and that c connection helps us solidify that in our own minds to where we actually believe what he's done. Prayer connects us to God. It makes us a part of a team. It gives us a spiritual connection, but it also connects us and ties us to his covenant. We already had a covenant, but Jesus came to give us a new covenant. So now we're really not only grafted in, but we're tied together. We're tied together in this covenant. He wanted us to have a connection with him, so badly that he sent Jesus. He's like, boy, my people are wandering around there. What can I do? Well, son, I'm going to send you. So you can come, be like them, so you know what they're going through. Jesus is the only one that knows what we're going through. That's why he's up there interceding for us on the right hand of God. Amen? And that's what, that's what his job is. And he gave us a blood covenant. Back in the day, people did that all the time have blood covenants. Well, that's what we have with Jesus. Amen. Through that connection, we experience his love, a love that we've never experienced before. No matter how deeply you think you're in love with somebody, it's not like that. Uh, and with love, his love comes protection. When you have that kind of connection, you have protection. That connection lets us enter into God's holy presence and anointing. Not only are you, can you come into his presence, but he anoints us. And the Bible says, whoever's teaching you, you get that anointing, and it just flows down to everybody in the congregation, if they're speaking the word, <laughs> if they're preaching the word. The Bible says we can come boldly into his throne room with our requests and expect an answer. When you're praying, don't just pray some random prayer and don't expect anything. God wants you to be expecting him to answer. 
He's like, they believe in me. They trust in me. They understand my word. Expect the answer that you need to come. Uh, it's not something we should be afraid of asking him. We wouldn't feel scared to ask a friend, you know, <laughs> you know or somebody else. Well, it's like that with God. Don't be afraid to ask him for anything. And so I give him some lofty things. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, this is out of my realm, God, but I know you can do it, so here it is. <laughs> Through our connection with God, he's our father, insecurity fades. And that sense of protection grows because the word says all things are possible with God who strengthens us. God has got us covered. He gives us strength. When we believe in his word, when we pray, we get empowered and fired to go say, God, I love you so much. I thank you for, and then you start remembering all the things that he's already done. And when you do that, it's like, man, God hears me. He answers my prayers. He's got me covered. I'm protected. And then you can go on and say, yeah, God, I believe in what your word says. I believe that you protect me. And here's what else I need. (laughs) And, you know, and he loves to hear it. That special connection to God gives us courage to deal with things in our everyday lives. And sometimes it's like, okay, somebody just rubbed me the wrong way. How am I going to react to that? How am I going to react to that? Somebody's sitting in my seat where I like to sit. How am I going to react to that? (laughs) And, you know, and sometimes it gets unnerving and, because it's like, I like to sit there. That's my seat. <laughs> but everybody doesn't know that. <laughs> so then we go, okay, okay, God, I know you got me. No matter where I'm sitting, no matter how close I am or far away I am, no matter if I'm uh, volunteering and I'm not in there right at the right time, so like when, when worship starts, yeah. <laughs> he still moves. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is still here in this building no matter where you are. It gives us the courage, and it gives us the unction to want more from God, want more. He knows that we can't do anything on our own. We think we can, (laughs) but he knows we can't. (laughs) Our enemy, the devil, is constantly trying to deceive and discourage us, no matter what it is. He's always trying to pick little things that he knows will push your buttons and your weaknesses. He's always looking for those. So when that comes up and you go, oh man, here it is again, you know it's the enemy. You know it's the enemy bringing that up. (laughs) And so it's like, but through our prayer and communication with God, we are reminded of his promises so we don't fall into the enemy's tricks, to his uh, traps. Through prayer, we're able to identify the enemy and call him out. The more we call him out, he's going to say, okay, I may as well not even go over there and mess with them because they already know who I am. So he'll look for somebody else, and then you got to have a little reprieve for a little bit, but he'll come back to check. <laughs> That's one thing sometimes when we get uh, healed or something, and, uh, or you say, oh, man, I left that at the altar. Thank you, Jesus, and then give it a week or two. <laughs> and then something happens, and you go, wait a minute. I got healed of that. Well, the devil comes back to check to see if you still believe, if you still received your healing, if you still got your answer to what you were looking for. He's going to come back and check to see if he can just weasel his way back in there. And, I, and it's like, oh, no. So I, I, I see you, devil. 
and you have to let them know, no, that's not happening. Because after I got healed at the Freedom Weekend and with my back, the vet, Sunday when I got up, I felt a little twinge, and I was like, ah, oh, and then I was like, ah, nope, nope. <laughs> I got healed yesterday, so that is not able to come back. And, and I've had no problem ever since, but you have to make sure that you catch it when the devil brings that little trap in there and try to weasel back in, amen? Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane because of what he had uh, been tasked to do. He prayed because he needed help. <laughs> and he received the power to carry out his task. He expected his father to help him. He's like, already knew, Father, if there's another way, I don't want to do this, really, is what he said. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I already know what's happening. So if there's another way, please let me know so I can go on and do something different. But he said, but not my will, your will, because he knew his father, his dad, would be there to help him through it, and the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, when I think about stuff like that, it's like, God, thank you for letting him go. Because he knew every single thing that was going to happen. And it's like, how could anybody want to do that? Because <laughs> he was like us. He was just anointed by God. He was the son of God. But he knew that people were going to spit on him. He knew people were going to whip him. He knew people were going to deny him and just not even acknowledge him. He couldn't even, where he lived, our own families can't even acknowledge that we're saved. <laughs> that we've had a healings, that we, you know, even are Christians, our own family. Well, the same thing happened to Jesus. So when we get into that thing, now I'm like, I'm not even going to argue. I said, you know what? I know who I am. I know where I'm going. You need to, you know, look inside yourself and figure it out. <laughs> I said, and the only way is Jesus. Yep, the only way. But, you know, and they look at you, and then they get quiet. Or they go, oh, I'm just not going to go talk to them anymore. <laughs> but, you know, that's, people are blinded, and the enemy loves it. But that's why we pray for them. Even though they might push your buttons, it's our job to pray for them. Amen? Connection brings about expectancy and expectation. Pastor Tiz would say, God connects or partners his supernatural to our natural and gives us no limits or boundaries. So, so what can we accomplish? We can accomplish anything. We can accomplish anything. When the spirit is moving in power and the atmosphere is shifting and changing, because it does when we pray, there's freedom to do to go deeper in prayer and say what needs to be said. Because the spirit would bring that up in your spirit to say something totally different. You're like, why did I even say that? Because he knows that's what you need to hear. He knows what that's what you need to pray at that moment. And when we pray, the atmosphere is shifting. And things are changing. We might not see it right away, but things are moving because we're in the spirit realm at that point. We're here in the physical realm, but when we pray, and especially when we pray in our heavenly language, we've already left the physical realm. Now we're in the spiritual realm doing battle. Amen? When we're done with all that, when God meets us and we, had our, and we have our connection, we already communicated, we have our connection now, and now we actually have a relationship with Almighty God. You got to go through those, that process, though. Now we have a relationship. 
and relationship with God with God brings supernatural intimacy. Not like the intimacy, intimacy that we feel, you know, for somebody else, for each other, but it's, it's higher, it's deeper. You know, it's an intimacy that you can't even explain it. You can't even explain it, how deep it goes. We can freely talk to God. We can expect to hear his voice. We can find comfort in him and his word. God, your word says when we pray, we need to be praying his word. Because if you look at back in the Bible when Jesus would pray, he prayed the word. He prayed scripturally. He didn't just put some random prayer out there. He prayed the word. And that's how we have to pray. Amen. Uh, John 15, 7 says in the Amplified, because I love the Amplified, it's like in your face. <laughs> but if you stay joined, connected to me, and my words remain in you, you may ask any request you like, and it will be granted. So when we pray, we need to remind God, man, God, in John 15 or 7, or if you don't even remember that, God, in your word, <laughs> you said, when I pray, I can ask anything, and you will answer it, and it will be granted to me. Uh, when you reach this level of intimacy, and some of you have already experienced it and experienced God's faithfulness in different areas, you have learned the importance of communication with God because now you have a relationship. And with relationship, um, it, we're built up. Our spirit man is built up. Our faith is built up. And it brings about confidence. I tell you, when you have a relationship, you've been communicating with God, you've been hearing his voice, and uh, now and you have a connection. You know you have a connection because you can feel it when you pray. And now you've built your relationship up. Okay, God, you hear me. You know my voice. Here I am again. I'm going to be coming at you all day <laughs> until I hear what I need to hear or until I can see that you've changed something in my life. Well, now you have confidence. Okay, I saw God did that. He did that. So, And you know what? And that's our testimony. That's what we get to share with people. The Bible doesn't tell us. Jesus didn't tell us to go out and evangelize people. But people think they have to do that. He said, go tell what you have learned and give your testimony. And that is what changed people's lives. When they hear, when you have a passion that something God did for you, you can't wait to tell somebody. And it, and it comes easily. So people say, oh, man, I just can't go up to somebody, you know, and tell them, you know, I can't do that. Well, what did God do for you? Man, I don't know what you guys are going through, but let me tell you what Jesus did for me. And that alone will get somebody to say, wait a minute. Okay, well, let me hear what he did. You know, and that will change their lives because his word doesn't come back void. Even when we pray for our kids, the word does not come back void. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Confidence in God and ourselves. How does God look at us? Who does he say that I am? The Bible says he created us in his image and likeness. And I always keep, and in my Bible and everything, this sheet, and I have some of them in the back on the table, the I am sheet. So we remember who we are. When I first started going through this, I pinned it up on my bathroom uh, 
mirror <laughs> so I could remind myself every morning when I got, got up who I was. It says, I'm a child of God. I'm forgiven. A new creation in Christ. My mind has been renewed. <laughs> I think differently. Delivered from the powers of darkness. Getting all of my needs met through the Lord. Casting all my cares upon the Lord so you're not worried and stressed out. Say, God, I'm just giving that to you. I had a runaway daughter, my youngest. God, I've done everything. I'm giving her to you. <laughs> so, I don't know what else to do. I'm giving her to you. And boy, and that, I tell you, that was the best thing I ever did because I used to couldn't sleep. I'm the worried about where she is, what she's doing, you know, and it's like, oh, I can't do this. I had got high blood pressure, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, God, I've made the decision. Now I've tried everything. I'm giving her to you, you know, and praise God. He does what he says he will do because <laughs> she's totally changed. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might, not our might. We don't have any. <laughs> but we tap into him and use his power, his might. Because he can do all things and, ca and take down anybody and anything. I'm doing all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. I am healed by his stripes. I am exercising my authority over the enemy because he gave us authority over the enemy. Amen. And when, when something happens and we check the enemy, so, uh, you are under my feet, you are out of my life, whatever it is. He's got to go. When you let him know that you have authority, he's got to go. He can't just say, nope, I'm going to stay here. He can't do that. He can't do it. And sometimes we forget that. You're more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. That's how you become an overcomer. I'm not moved by what I see. I mean, we get stuff in our face every single day. But sometimes we have to identify, you know, that doesn't line up with what God, what I remember God said. So I'm just going to ignore that and think about what God's word says. So not moved by what I see. Walking by faith and not by sight. God, I believe in your word. I believe what it says. So I'm not going to enter in to what's going on right now, like in our government. I mean, there's so much going on. I mean, we're in the end times. I mean, it's in our face. <laughs> but we have to remember, no matter what it is, God's hand is on it. His hand is on it. His hand is on us. We're protected. And the Bible says that we come out victorious. We are the head, and we will never be the tail. And we need to remember that when things are going on and say, God, I know what they're talking about. I hear what they're saying. But, you know, but your word says this. So I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to get stressed out. I'm not going to be ignorant of the fact that I need to um, be prepared for different things. But I am not worried about it. Amen. Casting down vain imagination. Sometimes your mind, the devil brings things to your mind and you, you know, don't hold on to it and keep re reeling it over and over and over again in your head. Cast those thoughts down if it's not something that... I always tell my kids, when you're not sure what to do, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? <laughs> so when those thoughts come, okay, what would Jesus do? What would he say to that? How would he handle that? 
and then you have your answer. Uh, bringing every thought into captivity, cast it down, grab it together, and say, oh, absolutely not. I'm not letting my mind just run crazy with this thought of me not being good enough or something else is happening. Nope, because my God says I am the righteousness of God. I am a child of the living God. I know I'm worthy. <laughs> well, we need to make sure we bring all that stuff back. And a laborer together with God. He's, it's not only just him, but we are laborers together with God. Amen. Psalm 34, 17 says, the Lord hears his people. We are marked. We're his people. When they call to him for help, he rescues them from all their troubles. And I'm like, God, thank you, thank you that I know that you rescue me from every single trouble that I've ever had. And sometimes, you know, back in, in the day when I wasn't saved doing crazy things, uh, <laughs> he even had his hand on me then because he knew where he wanted me to be. I mean, sometimes I think when I was hanging out with some of my friends, and it's like, why am I doing this stuff? And, and then later you think, boy, that was the stupidest thing. I could have went to jail. I, it was like, I, you know, I could have been in an accident. And, you know, and I'm, you know, and sometimes I think about it when I was uh, driving and I went got my tires fixed. You know, you get your tires fixed, you trust everybody's putting them back on the right way. Well, one time at night I was coming from work, going down the highway, my front tire flies off. And it was the driver's side right where I am. And I didn't really realize it because it went this way. You know how they just pop off and go everywhere? Well, mine came back in front of the car. And I was driving, so my car never hit the ground. I'm still driving over the speed limit. <laughs> and I'm looking like, that looks like my tire. And it's like, why would I even say that? <laughs> I'm like, that looks like my tire. Well, it rolls over and falls over on the side. So I pull my car over. It's like, okay, why am I even thinking that's my tire? And why am I even pulling over to check? You know, and I get out, and it was my tire. And my car never hit the ground. I'm like, thank you, God. I had just heard um, somebody teach on angels. Ch Caps. Charles Caps. First time I ever heard anything about angels. And I, ever since then, I was like, thank you, God. Your angels are encamped around about me as I'm driving around my car. And so I had done all that. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that was my tire. <laughs> my car never hit the ground, never had a scratch, dent, anything on it. So God protects us even when we don't even know. So it's like, thank you, Lord, that you are protecting me. And I had to sit there and wait. And the police came, and, said, and I'm all excited. I just had a miracle. I just had a miracle. <laughs> and he looked, he looked at the car, and he, looked, he said, you definitely just had a miracle. <laughs> and he was like, okay, I'm going to get you where you need to go and all that. But it was like, thank you, Lord. Because, I mean, that could have been a disaster. People are flying through the highway and everything. And, and why somebody should have hit my tire, because it went out this way and then came back in. <laughs> it's like, only God, only God. And I'm like, thank you, angels, for running with me. I'm sorry you had to, but I, I thank you. <laughs> ah, so when we see ourselves change or the changes in somebody we're praying for or just our own lives and what God has done for us, that strengthens our confidence and beliefs in Almighty God and his word and what he says we can do. And there's a few things uh, here in the Bible 
who in the Bible had confidence in God? Moses. He had confidence in him. Otherwise, he probably would have never went back to Egypt. Abraham, otherwise he probably would have never left his homeland to travel to some distant place where he's never been before. <laughs> and, uh, and some of us, some of us have moved here. I'm like, I have never been south in my whole life. And he's like, we're moving to Texas. <laughs> I'm like, why are we moving to Texas? <laughs> and at first I said no, because <laughs> I had my own business. I had to give up a whole lot. I worked for Nike and all that. And it's like, no, I got my job. I got my own business. Why would I be leaving? You know, and we had a successful children's ministry. And it's like, why am I going again? <laughs> so we just thought, okay, we'll put it up to our kids. Because my son was going to be a senior. My daughter just made it on the cheerleading team. Well, guys, we think God is calling us to go to Texas. But we wanted to see what you guys, you know, wanted to do. And so we're just putting it up to you. Because if you want to stay here, we'll stay. You know, and, and it shocked us. They said, oh, no, let's go. And we're like, who are these kids? <laughs> They've never been to Texas, don't know anything about Texas. <laughs> but, oh, no, let's go. And we're like, What? <laughs> and it's like, okay, I guess we're going. So I better start packing. So, you know, what? It's, it's stuff like that. It goes, God, you are so good. You are so good. We have been given a new identity that we can trust him like that. Uh, our lives have been redefined. And sometimes we don't realize that God has redefined our lives, redefined who we are. And, and, when you have that confidence and go through all the things, the communication, the confidence, the connection, and the relationship, it's like, God, yeah, you did really redefine who I am. Now I'm thinking other things that I can do. Now I'm moving here. Now I'm thinking I can do stuff. Even though I feel, don't feel like I'm qualified, I'd love to do that job. He'll make a way. <laughs> He'll make a way because you have confidence in what he says he can do. And, and, and actually, you believe in him. Now that we have mastered communicating with God and built up our confidence in him, he says we are what his word says that we are. And now we have developed our trust and our faith. And I'm not going to get through with this. <laughs> I got close. But you know what? It's just so good. Now that we're talking about trust and faith, and I'll just... Add that in to next time, next week. But, you know, it's just so good to know that God's got you. It's so good to know that he is working on our behalf every single day. And even the smallest things that we can think of that just rub us the wrong way, he can, he can fix it. Amen? Well, thank you guys for coming today. Uh, next week, more on prayer. <laughs> and uh, have a good service. Thank all the veterans you can, and just be a blessing. Amen? Amen. Amen.